Hi, everyone. You have found me and my podcast, Processing the Process. I am Lisa Tams, and I am just a mom who has supported and survived having two kids, actually that's two boys, apply, pre-screen, and audition for college musical theater programs. All of these steps together I refer to, and many people do, as the process. Thus, the name of this podcast, Processing the Process. Going through it my first time around with my oldest son, I searched for something like this podcast, and I didn't find anything. And so I decided to fill that void. And that is how this podcast was born. I hope that by listening, other parents will benefit from my experience and get insight to this very specific process. So that's a little bit about me, this podcast, and what you can expect. On with the show. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. I am back, finally, to recap how everything ended up with Tommy. I'm going to do my best to pick up where I left off with my sad, sad recording of just mid-process when he was hearing back from schools and had gotten rejections, and, and in particular, his hardest rejection. Why was that his hardest rejection? I think I touched on it a little bit in the other podcast, but he had a really good audition with a lot of positive feedback. He also had worked with someone from the school at one of his summer intensive programs and just really enjoyed working with him. Yeah, so that was particularly disappointing. However, so that was in March that I last was on and gave an update on what was going on with him. So much time has passed. It was crazy, 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 crazy how everything sifted out and then doing our best to find out as much about the schools as we could so that he could make a good decision, which included visiting. And I've touched on before how important I think that is. So let's start from the beginning. He applied to 13 schools. He's a boy. And that is pretty much in the wheelhouse of the recommended amount for a boy. He had a smart list, meaning that he had his far reach schools, his reach schools, his likely schools, and then his very likely schools. They weren't non-audition schools, but very likely schools. Academically, it was really not an issue. He got into most of the schools academically. And I'm just going to recap the whole thing in case um, you're just listening to this podcast isolated from the rest. But he did not pass his pre-screens for three schools. That was Pace, Penn, and Elon. So those were taken off the list. And then, let's see, I think his first full acceptance was to Wright State University. And his second full acceptance was to American University. And those are two very different programs. Wright State has a BFA program in musical theater. And American, he would, you know, he'd have a heavy load in performance, but he'd also major in something else. So it came down to those two, and he got a late admittance to Manhattan School of Music, which he didn't even put in the running. And Ball State, he was admitted academically, 
but they redirected him to uh, performing exploration or something. He got a redirect. And by the way, like Penn State, he got accepted to the school, but he didn't get accepted into the BFA program. So, and Pace, he got accepted to the school. Oh my gosh, we got so many letters from Pace. Well, initially you get the letter that says you're accepted to the college, and then you have to figure out if that means that you're accepted into the college, into the program that you want, or if you need to be waiting on another notification that you're accepted into the BFA program that you're wanting to go to the school for. So he got the academic acceptance and then he got the denial from the musical theater program at Penn State. And Pace, same thing. He got the academic acceptance with great scholarship money. Wow. If he wanted to go to that school as an academic college, he would have gotten a lot of financial um, assistance because of his test scores and his grades. But he didn't pass the pre-screen there. And the same was true of Elon. Okay, so there's those. And then there was University of Arizona, which... He also got accepted to academically, but not to the musical theater program. Ball State redirected him. Carnegie Mellon denied him. Michigan denied him. But he passed both of their pre-screens. Um, where else? Oh, NYU. NYU was the last school he heard from. He did not get admitted to the new school, which is what he wanted. And he did get a redirect from them. Oh, I know. Northwestern got a denial. And I don't know how Northwestern works exactly because it's a little different than the rest of the programs because you have to be admitted to the school and then later you can actually audition for the musical theater certificate. I'm not even 100% sure about that. And I'm leaving out Baldwin Wallace because he was on the wait list for Baldwin Wallace and he found out about being waitlisted there early, early on, because he did the Moonifieds in Dallas in November, I think it is. And he found out after the Moonifieds about being waitlisted at Baldwin Wallace, which by the way, he felt like was his worst audition while he was there, which while he was there, he auditioned for six schools, two of which were pre-screens. He also got accepted to Wright State. Let's see. I think, I think that covers all of the schools. I'm sorry to be confusing, but it is confusing actually, just even as you're going through it. Um, I could do a better job at making it more chronological for you, but basically he was crushed to not get accepted to any of his reach schools. Ball State was a surprise. We thought that that was hopeful. Okay. So decision time. We had gone to American University for an on-campus audition. He loved the campus. The audition went well. Loved the city. Great feel to the environment there. We definitely did a good tour of the school. As things progressed and he was getting these denials, I was encouraging him to go visit Wright State. He was kind of pushing it off, pushing it off, waiting to see how this all played out. He was very hopeful about Baldwin Wallace, which ended up being a no. 
after being waitlisted and having some confusion about being accepted at one point and then finding out that that wasn't the case. Yeah, so we did go see a show while we were at American University, and Tommy was impressed. He felt like it was a quality performance, that the talent level was there. I think he felt okay about it. And then Wright State, we got in the car, I think it was the last weekend before Decision Day, which is May 1st. They were doing music of the night or something, and we went there. We drove there. We only stayed for the first half of the show, but it was really important to me that he saw a show because that's just a really good indicator of what comes out of everything that is going into them in their education. It was good. It was really good. I think he was actually a little surprised because Wright State wasn't at the top of his list, not even in the top five. Now his interest in Wright State is rising with my encouragement because it's looking like it's going to be between American and Wright State. And at that point, we were still waiting on Baldwin Wallace. And he was really hoping that that was going to come through, which it didn't. So having gone to see a production was great, but I also wanted him to go see the program in action, talk to professors. He had worked with one of the professors of that program at one of his summer intensives. After his sophomore year, he went to CCM for their two-week intensive. And one of Wright State University's professors was there and worked with him. And actually, at that time, followed up with him and said, it was great meeting you. I'd love for you to come see the campus. That communication was encouraging. Tommy responded, but didn't jump on it because that was way before the process of applying and auditioning. But when we went to the school, it was really great because he got to feel the program in action. He got to sit down with the director of the program who was putting so much energy into not selling the school to Tommy, but he Definitely wanted to make sure that he got all of the information out there that would make Wright State a consideration. Like a legit, we're a good school. This wouldn't be a fallback for you. Look at us. We actually are very good. And they are very good. They're not in the top 10 list of schools, but they're high up in what I would call the second tier. And I wouldn't be surprised if soon... They are a part of that upper bracket. Somebody who wrote Hadestown recently graduated from Wright State. They mentioned that. And there are other success stories from there. So it was a really good visit. And then we came home and talked about it. There's a lot of value in knowing that you are wanted, that they're seeking you out. I think that really was the deciding factor for Tommy. Following that visit, he got a letter saying thank you for visiting and offering another bump in scholarship money. They upped their package to him. That spoke to me, for sure. I reiterated to Tommy just how much I feel like that means. So, dun dun dun, dun Tommy is going to Wright State University. Yay! Oh my gosh. Ugh, what a journey. Seriously. And I said to him, I do not want you 
to go if you feel like you're selling out by going. I'd rather you take a gap year. He was like, no, I think this is where I'm meant to be after all of this all shakes out. And I really, really do think that <laughs> it's a perfect fit for him. I think the intensity level is there, but maybe because it's not such a starlet of a school, he can actually kind of relax and really take it in. I felt like it was very personal. I know that these programs are small in most schools, and so therefore it is personal and intimate, but I just got a good vibe on how invested the teachers are there. Just sitting in on the conversation that the director was having with Tommy, you could just tell that he's passionate about his school. One of the things he did say, which I think was really interesting, he said, you know, look, I have been offered positions at other schools and I'm choosing to be here because I love it here. And I think what we have is great. I want to be here. I want to be here in this program. The enticement of having the name behind you, there's something to be said for that. However, it doesn't mean that that's the best fit. So that is where we're at. I knew it would all work out. It just takes time and patience and some tears and sweat. And boy, oh boy, you see their soul through this process, which is good. This is something that they really have to want because they're really going to have to work hard. <laughs> it's not going to be rainbows and lollipops most of the time. And you have to be able to keep grinding forward, trust the process that things will unfold as they're meant to. So I apologize that I have been gone for quite some time. I do have a couple of other recordings that I'm going to be putting up that I've just kind of had in my hip pocket. And I would love to hear from you out there. Are you there? <laughs> what do you want to hear about? What do you want to know more about? So I think that fills you in on how this all played out. I'm assuming that most people who will come across this are entering this process and are curious and found this. I just wish you so much goodness and perspective. It's a humbling process for your child and I think for me too as I went through it. You gotta really just keep your feet on the ground and not let it invade every part of your life <laughs> as it's happening, which is hard to do. Just hang on tight, get comfortable, get as much information as you can. I know one of the big questions is private coaching. And like I've said in my other podcasts, we did use college audition coach, Mariana Denard. Several people in our area have used her. I know that there are other people out there who are good. I just don't have any personal experience with them. And I don't know anybody who's had personal experiences with other coaches. If that's something that you're interested in, research, 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 and reach out to people and just gather as much information as you can. Not only about that, but just about all of this, the schools, the programs, what is the school's philosophy? How do they transition the kids into their 
career. There's so many things to find out more about that will help the decision-making process for your child and for you. And they should be doing this research also. And of course, the best thing is getting to the school and checking it out, being there and experiencing it with your whole being actually present and taking in the things that you just can't get by reading a brochure. That's so important to do that. Okay, that's it. Please leave a comment for me or email me at lisatams at AOL.com, L-I-S-A-T-H-A-M-S at AOL.com. Put processing the process in the subject line. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope that this has given you more perspective, that somehow by listening, it has added to your pool of knowledge going forward and pool of (laughs) reality going forward. So that's it. I'm going to go. Thanks again for tuning in. And like I said, I'm going to have a couple other episodes up very soon. Look for those. Thanks so much.